We're good. Hi, I'm Eric Mirabel. I'm a trademark and intellectual property lawyer in Houston, Texas, and you're watching Folks Alert on Apple Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Folks Alert Show. My name is Kiko. My guest today is Eric Maribel, trademark and intellectual property attorney. Eric, um, we're going to have to come up with a name for this segment, dude. You know. Yeah. We're going to have to because, um, you know, this seems to be a more a recurring thing, you know, with this trademark and this copyright stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. People are, the celebrities are involved now in a big way, so. Uh, you were here last week. We were talking about fake Drake, right? Correct, yeah. Ironically, this week we're talking about the actual real Drake. Mm -hmm. Before we even begin, what is the difference between, I, I mean, I know, uh, between trademark and copyright? There are two laws that kind of, go hand in hand, but they do, they function quite differently. Yeah, I think that's an excellent intro introduction, Keiko, to the, to the segment. And trademark law was well summarized by Denzel Washington playing Frank Lucas, an American gangster, when he said, you're putting your trademark, you're packaged it out with my blue magic mark on it. That's trademark infringement. In other words, the people were misdesignating source of origin as coming from Frank Lucas. The trademark is all about who's the original nature of the goods or services and you're trying to there's a likelihood of confusion with them or there's a dilution of the trademark and a value of the trademark that identifies you <coughs> commercially to everybody to your consumers and to other p distributors and so on in the marketplace copyright is actually in the original constitution in article section one section eight and it's for artistic works and any level of originality and artistry is probably sufficient to get over the true the copyright hurdle for the most part but you register with the trademark office trademarks go through the patent and trademark office u.s patent and trademark office in the united states and copyrights go to the copyright office and are registered you have your copyright immediately upon reducing your work to a tangible medium of expression it's called like something you can display a tape or a picture and then you register your copyright with the copyright registrar in other words, you have it the whole time. Trademark is the same concept. You have it initially and you register it. You gain it through use in the marketplace and you register it with the Patent and Trademark Office if you choose to. Patents, you have to apply for them and be granted them. We'll talk about them in a minute, but later on in the segment, we'll talk about them Got as well. Yeah, okay. I, I just wanted to, you know, we know the difference, but I just wanted you to explain the, the, the mm -hmm. difference in the two. Now, Kanye West and, and Adidas, this issue, we talked about it. And, um, you know, I don't really want to talk about his, his remarks because I don't think that's relevant. Um, I want to focus more. And what he said, you know, we have no opinion on what he said. He said what he said, and we have no opinion on that. We just want to talk about 
the legality relationship between him and Adidas and how we got to this point. Now, at some point, he had an agreement with Adidas, I guess a it was more of a profit sharing relationship from what I understand. And that relationship kind of went south. Now, if you can explain to me, from what I'm understanding, he owns the Yeezus name, right? Yeah, Yeezy and all that stuff yeah the Yeezus name he used but the, the Yeezus name he used but Adidas owns the the design can yeah. you can can you have can can you explain that to me a little bit under trademark laws we just explained you can trademark good identify your goods and commerce as originating from you so he designates his goods as Yeezys and or Yeezus in some cases, and uses that as his trademark to identify they come from Kanye, AKA Ye West. Mm -hmm. So this patent that you've shown on the screen is a design patent that's called for men's sandals. I found three of them, two are just like this one. And the third one was for women's, but we'll show that in a minute. But in a design, a patent has to be granted. There's actually two kinds of patents to further complicate things. There's a reg there's what people think of as a patent on an invention that's useful and new that functions, uh, you know, some kind of a mechanical invention or a chemical invention or a process that gets a utility patent that's called in, in the United States and around the world. And these are design patents right. and they really are functioning. They're tested for infringement the way a trademark is by an ordinary observer. Would you be used as to the source of it? So you're supposed to have some degree of ornamental features in your design patent and not just utility to be a design patent because if you have a utilitarian functional feature it's supposed to be a utility patent that you get not a design patent there should be or there must be ornamental features to qualify here i don't i never really saw much in the way of ornamental features that weren't functional you've got an open you, toe you're talking about this one here this one, this one, or the yeah. So when you when you say when you say functional, you're talking like a strap or a or a, a lace or something yeah. to, to that's what you're talking about in functional. Yeah, the sole, the design of the sole is probably functional because it grips. It's got some grips you can't see too well. It's okay. got an open toe. Your toes stick through. They're comfortable. That's the functional feature. It's got something to slip in. It's got a curved sole that your foot rests on comfortably. All those are functional features and should not be eligible for design patent protection, but. The overall design, the examiner just gave him a check mark and sent him down the road. So that's okay. So wait a minute. So you're saying that he shouldn't have got a patent for this, or he should? In my opinion, it's marginal and could be challenged. I think, and you may succeed if you somebody challenged it. But gotcha. Anyway. Okay. He owns the slides. Okay. Let's talk about the the female. Well, he has multiple, but let's talk about the female. Um, I guess this is. The female, the, yeah, the female shoes. Would Again, this, it's a design. Would, would, would this be considered as functional as well because it has a strap? Again, I would look at this and overall and say that this appears to be entirely functional. It's got a raised heel, but even this design, I think I've seen it in other places where you just curve something around, and bend it down for the heel, and there's straps and you know so on as we explained. So I don't see any ornamental features that strike me. But again, the examiner—it was the same examiner actually on both all three paths design pants as you just sent it road so again i think that this is possibly 
subject to challenge if somebody wants to do that. Okay. Have it, but nevertheless. All right, help me out here. He's got the patent, okay? Mm-hmm. But the issue that he's running into, Adidas is saying that they're going to move forward selling mm-hmm. the Yeezus under, di- I guess they're going to sell it on a different name or come up with a new name for it. If he owns the name to the Yeezus, the, the Yeezys or whatever you call it, and Adidas owned the design, the actual patent to the, the sneakers, mm-hmm. don't the name and the, the patent go hand in hand? Because you would have had to get, in order to get the patent, you would have had to put the Yeezus name to get the patent. The name is attached to that patent, right? Or no? Actually, it's not. But, it, you know, in a logical world, that would probably be the case. But in the world of patents and trademarks, it's not logical. So that's not the case. They all work separately so that everybody can have lawsuits against everybody going crosswise on patents and trademarks. And if you did your licensing wrong or situations came up like this, where one party saying that we still own it, the other party saying, no, we own it and so on. So yeah, if that's so this le- so we may see this going on for some time now. We may if if uh, Yeezy's if Kanye's challenging or Ye is challenging rather, and uh, Adidas is right to do that, then yeah, we'll see that going on for some time. Sure. Okay. Any- uh, I want to I want to put I want to put this up on the screen for you. Uh, there was a a boots here. Um, I don't know if you can see it. I emailed it to you, mm-hmm. but he got a patent for the boots though, as well. Yeah, on the that was what you that was actually a copyright. He got a copyright on the boots, and yeah, that have a certain num. They have features because they consist of that consist of irregular black lines of various lengths and shape on a gray fabric with a black semicircle in the arch and orange dotted stripe on an off-white heel loop. So those are the features that they deem copyrightable enough artistry to grant a copyright on. Then that was to Kanye himself, I guess. Let's see. Yes, probably. But doesn't yeah. that fall? But Adidas is going to have problems then. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to get to Adidas is going to have problems if they move mm-hmm. forward with selling it without his consent or his name on a different name. Because he's, he's within his rights to challenge it. Yeah, if they had an agreement that adidas was licensed previously on all these pants and trademarks and copyrights and i'm sure they were and then now by terminating the relationship all that reverts to him which would be the normal course of events when you drew up this kind of agreement then yes he should be able to challenge them on the copyright violations because those still exist on the patent that would be for the boots on the pants we just looked at for the sandals and the women's sneakers that comes back to him and then Adidas said there's going to, I think I understood they're going to stop using easy marks as trademarks, but at least he'll have those challenge rights for the, those things that we know about. And there may be other intellectual properties got other copyrights on other products that he sells. And we didn't do an extensive look. So he may have other patents and or I don't think he's going to have patents, but he may have other copyrights on other designs that Adidas is still going to continue to sell. So we'll have to watch for that. Uh, In which case he will be able to stop them or challenge them. Here's my question now. Mm-hmm. He has a contract with Adidas. We we don't. I mean, we didn't. We we don't haven't. We haven't seen the contract, so we don't know the exact verbiage of the contract. Correct. But 
if Adidas terminates the contract and say, hey, listen, we're not doing business with you anymore. Therefore, there he's free to go do whatever he wants to do. Yes, correct. I would, I would think so. If you are advising your client and your client uh, has a, a person who they're doing business with terminates that contract, your client would be free to do as they please because that well, person he, he's smart enough to have the best lawyers draft the agreements in the first place. So certainly, well, yes, because <laughs> that's what your lawyer will do for you primarily is say on termination, I have the following and you lose all your rights. That, that's something that you know you might ignore if you weren't a lawyer but anyway so yes okay go ahead i think that answers your question right listen they both got good lawyers on both sides yeah but what i'm saying is he got his rights back i think we can assume safely that he does have all his rights back to his trademarks patents and copyrights and then therefore he can assert them against adidas or anybody else who violates them okay I, I read somewhere that the contract between him and Deezus was due to expire in 26, uh, 2026. So I guess he got out of the contract early. Often those agreements can be renewed, though, by either party with notice of four, you know, before the termination date. And so usually they have a renewal provision where it's automatically right, renewed. Right. But, yeah. Okay. Sitting on the sideline, you know, trademark and intellectual property, This is this is what you do. Mm -hmm. You got to admit that looking at this from far, this seems like a headache. Why would sure. companies, why would companies like Adidas or even Gap, they get into this, these relationship with artists and, you know, artists is artists, you know, they, they have way of doing things, of expressing themselves. Companies are more, uh, conservative and very structured in their behavior. Um, do you think that this was a recipe for disaster from its inception? Well, I think everything looked pretty stable with Yeezy. He was just uh, like a rocket ship going to the moon commercially for everybody for so many years. And then well, till he wasn't, so <laughs> it's a hard call to make. Will people get fired? I doubt it. No, but, uh, I mean, it Adidas. But. Right. Well, I, I mean, I'm interested to see how it plays out, right? Because, you know, we're talking Adidas. They've got, I mean, they've got an inventory of Yeezus sit, sitting around, of sneakers sitting around in their warehouse. What mm -hmm. happens to all that inventory? Who is responsible for that inventory? Um, yeah, they want to get rid of the inventory, so they're saying they, they want to sell it. But, you know, with all the fallout that's happening in the public and in the media, do you think that's a smart move to even move forward and sell this stuff? Mm, and then if it, and, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. You were finishing your question. Go ahead. No. And I was saying, that, you know, do you think it's a smart move? Because now he can, even if Adidas distribute the sneakers, as you were, as you just explained to me, he does have the rights to challenge it. So therefore he can even go after the retail stores and say, Hey, listen, pull that from the shelf. He's within that, his rights to do that as well. Yes, it would be in those circuits. If they sell the boots, we know, or these sandals or the woman's shoes, then yes, I think he does have a right to go after stores and even customers, believe it or not. But yeah, all that all down the line. So the thing we don't know is 
what are the rights in the agreement because we can't see it on termination for existing inventory there i'm sure there is some kind of a clause as i said that would be something you'd put into a termination clause typically when there's inventory somebody, left yeah somebody would be responsible for that inventory you have the right to sell it typically you would the provision that you'd have from Adidas' standpoint, that any inventory that wasn't used, but you know, we don't know what it says, or if they're allowed to sell it for a month and then they have to give it all back to them, or that that would all be a matter of the agreement. Right. We, we, so. Well, neither one of them are neither one of them are releasing the the actual contract, so we don't know. Right. Correct. But, but here here's another thing for you. Uh, as you were, you were here last week, we were talking about fake Drake and parody. Uh, now we have a real situation um, involving the real Drake, 21 Savage. They released an album, Her Loss, this album cover right here. Came out, I've listened to a couple cuts. It's, you know, it's fire. Uh, you know, I'm feeling it. And there are some images that came out. I thought it was real. I assume it was real. Now, this is where we come into trademark where someone owns a trademark and it causes confusion. But does it really cause confusion? Because I thought it was actually real, the real owner putting out these items. So tell me about wh what do you see that's going for Drake and these images that he put out for this album using real brands? Flash the Vogue cover because I think that's the one that that's of concern, right? Right. This Vogue cover right here. Correct. Then now you can see it in the corner. Exactly. Yeah. So of course Vogue brought a lawsuit recently and said you were appropriating our name and, and trademark infringing and trademark dilution and allege up to $4 million in damages for counterfeiting because counterfeiting can also be a criminal matter. So they're taking somewhat of a risk and putting it out and not withdrawing it. It seems to me, but of course he can afford the best lawyers and fight it if so chooses to do so. Here's a lawsuit, but is it really counterfeiting? Because he just created the image and put it out there. He didn't actually create a magazine to distribute. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is where I'm. This is where your lawyering coming. I'm, you know, I get hmm. the trade. I get the trademark. You've read the lawsuit, right? Mm hmm. He made well, a magazine I'd, cover. I'd have to study that issue of is putting out a cover of a magazine, you know, an image of what a magazine would look like. Can that be trademark counterfeiting of the goods themselves, as you just pointed out? It sort of seems to me on a gut level that until somebody says it's not, then it probably is. But and I don't think I've never seen a case that really covers that. So I can't speak authoritatively without well, doing more Okay. Well, I haven't seen any case similar to it. That mm. let me just say when I when I was looking, I didn't see any case similar to it. And you you've looked as well. In the lawsuit, as you can see on the screen there, they've put a screenshot from the Instagram page in order to to say that he's counterfeiting the goods. But mm. it's really not counterfeiting, it's just a cover of a magazine. Uh people make these covers all the time on on these you know, Photoshop website and say, oh, I'm in the cover of Time, right? Uh, Time sure. magazine don't don't sue them because they know that it is fake. Mm -hmm. And it's they're not on the cover of Time. 
do you think Vogue kind of jumped the gun by filing this lawsuit? I don't think so. Well, they also, of course, alleged trademark infringement. They alleged trademark dilution and unfair competition, which is sort of like state law trademark infringement. So they have all that. And then in one claim, they say for damages that it's counterfeiting as well and uh, to try to get some more money out of it. So whether or not they clear the counterfeiting hurdle, they do have other claims that appear to be you know, tough to fight. I mean, really, from in the final decision. Okay, you can so fight the interim, and then it'll take years to get to trial, and somewhere along the way you can figure out a settlement. And, okay. Know, so even if they don't prevail on the trademark, they have other grounds that they can prevail on. Definitely they can prevail on. Yes. I mean, like trademark infringement, trademark dilution, unfair competition, false advertising. They've got all that as well as damage for counterfeiting, which would be $4 million plus just right by themselves. In the that was the big one. Okay. Uh, let's assume a client comes to you with this same situation. What would you say? <laughs> it's going to be expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you can tell them <laughs> either right make right a retraction we'll try to settle it with vogue and say sorry and you know re take everything off the newsstands and put an instagram corrective message out if vogue wants it and so on and so on or or else it's going to be expensive it's going to be a long bitter battle with all kinds of discovery and going back and forth for years but for at least a couple of years to trial decision and appeals after that probably so. For the issue you just identified, I mean, for example, you know, you just identified the issue as putting out the cover, the same as putting up the goods, the magazine itself. Well, right. Among, right. Among the sticky issues that you end up fighting about potentially on appeal if, for the loser. So. Well, yeah, as you always tell me, it's always better to just settle and or come to a uh, an agreement to where all part both parties are, you know, comfortable with, mm -hmm. you know. But when you start looking at, with, as you start going through this lawsuit and you start looking at the screenshot, you're like, wait a minute, they actually put posters out everywhere as if it was a real cover. So I get the distribution of, of confusion, um, mm -hmm. diluting the mark. Mm -hmm. the, yeah, this will get, yeah, you're right. I, I'll go for that. This will, this will be very expensive. Yeah. Uh, I want to show you another thing. Uh, he appeared on Saturday Night Live, right? There, there was a. I, I thought it was real too, because they had um, what was the huh. guy named uh, Michael Jordan? Is I think is his name. What's that actor name? I think Michael it's, Jordan. That guy. Yeah, I think it's Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, that he guy. Creed's kid and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. He he did the, the, the Saturday Night Live thing, and I thought it was real. I was like, whoa. But it wasn't. It was a spoof. Let me play that clip of that. We'll come back. We'll talk We'll talk about this um, This uh, Michael B. Jordan. Well, the, the spoof for, um, for Saturday Night Live. So let me play that. We'll come back. We'll talk. Okay, great. Ladies and gentlemen, presenting your musical guests for the evening, Drake and 21 Savage, performing a song off of one of the most relatable albums of all time, Her Loss.
didn't mean me no good. I come from the ghetto, so my trunk is in my hood. She went, wear no panties round me, even if she could. Gave out plenty spankings till they got it understood. Fuck the nosebleeds, baby, cunts it on this wood. If you know it's tension, don't come round me. Are you convinced that that's SNL? Yeah, it's SNL, isn't it? No, it's not. Oh, it's not? Oh, okay. It's a spoof. Oh, okay. Huh. You thought R it was SNL, too. Of course, yeah. But, but SNL didn't sue, they didn't file any lawsuit. Hmm. Interesting, yeah. I guess because it's, it would probably be more difficult for SNL because it's a it's stage, right? They didn't use the SNL logo or say NBC. Yeah. Or so yeah. So I guess SNL. Okay, it's a great spoof. It looks like a, a same SNL stage setup. That's not suable, right? Well, I think you could if you said you were misidentifying this as coming from SNL, and you could probably reasonably say that there's a trademark section that allows you to kind of do that misidentification of origin that doesn't fall into strict trademark. Mm. But nevertheless, SNL probably just said, yeah, don't worry about it. You know? Gotcha. 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 It looks real. It sure it does. does. Yeah. It looks real. I want to show you another one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I want to show you another one. Take a look at this one. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but I'm just going to, I'm going to set it up for you. Take a look at this one. You know, the recording artist Drake. Yes. He did this kind of interesting thing. Instead of doing a press tour, he made up a fake press tour oh, and released great. it. Yeah, yeah. He completely, <laughs> he's been sharing these fake video clips of interviews and performances and album covers he hasn't actually done. And then he even put out a clip of me interviewing him. Wow. He edited himself in to look like he was in our studio. And he's answering questions from me using clips from a different interview. <laughs> Here's uh, Drake on the Howard Stern Show, the fake Howard Stern Show. You said you're open about porn. What, what type of porn are you watching? What, what is your thing? It's top. Wow. It's Holy like shit. Highest tier of <laughs> top givers. That's really what I'm... I see. Consistently, like, on a daily basis, tuned into, like... Right. Just really, like, those are, like, the real superstars of the world to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and what about love? I mean, could you ever commit to one woman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be married. You could be married. I want to hear his answer. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, it's funny, right? Yeah, I mean, so I take it that's from their album video or something. Yeah, or it's Drake? a it's a it's an interview that they put out, but it's they just took clips from the Howard Stern. I mean, it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. They even had a radio station or a TV station in Atlanta, listen to this, that thought it was real. That's, oh. And that's hmm. sort of the weird thing about our lives now. The video has 16 million views. And and Good Day Atlanta reported on the Drake interview. Well, certified lover boy Drake is revealing whether he'd ever get married. Over his career, he's been linked to a few different women, but we've never really seen him in a steady relationship. But in a candid interview with Howard Stern, Drake was asked if he could ever commit to just one woman. I think that eventually, once all this is said and done for us, and right. that addiction of work and success and forward movement is over i feel like we're all gonna need something real hopefully yeah. it's not too late
Okay. But then, like, right now, I feel like I get into this habit of dating, like, four or five women to make one woman. What? Are you... I cannot. I can... Come on, man. Come on, Eric. It's funny. It's funny, yeah. Right. Well, it... Howard Stern apparently wasn't upset, so... Is that right. really Howard Stern, or is that just somebody who looks like him that... No, that's Howard Stern. He took clips from a previous Howard Stern interview, and he answered the questions yeah. and put himself in it. Yeah, because the microphone's in. Because she has a different wig than I've seen her in, a different color of hair, and he's partly behind the mic. I wasn't sure if that was really that. Yeah, that's 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 Howard Stern. Uh, I guess he can show that this was the whole album. This was just a, a spoof. Mm -hmm. Does he have a does he have a does he have a part a, a parody argument here or no? Yeah, I think he definitely has a parody argument because of what he's saying, which is sort of like Jay Farrow, the comedian. Have you ever seen his parody of a Drake song? It's sort of the same thing. <laughs> same thing. I've got a lot of women. <laughs> B word. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. So I think it's sort of, you know, from that standpoint, it's sort of like a parody. But maybe he got permission from Howard Stern for all we know. Think if he was smart. So no, he didn't. He didn't. No, okay. he just did it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everything fake. Just fake hmm. interview, fake parody, fake. You know. Now I'm thinking, the letter that he sent to the fake trick, maybe that was also to set up for the album, his upcoming album. Yeah, could be sure. You know, we need to clamp down on fake Drakes because there's the real Drake who does fakes. <laughs> anyway. uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah I would be surprised. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why do you think all these artists are getting in, in trouble with this? You know, you would think they listen, Drake's got great attorneys. Right. Mm -hmm. You would think is it. I mean, someone had to sign off on this in his camp. Someone had to look at this and be like, yeah, we can get away with this. Mm -hmm. Or this is a gray area here. Yeah, that's why I wonder. Maybe he went to Howard Stern and asked him for permission. It would have been my suggestion if I was on the legal team. But <laughs> who knows, right? So. No, he didn't. He didn't. He did. But even but even really? the Vogue thing, you would think that maybe they would have gave their attorney a heads up say hey listen this is what's going on mm -hmm. uh or who knows the lawsuit might even be like a ploy hey, hey file a lawsuit against us we'll pay the filing fee and we'll settle this out of court right it's great pr it's great pr right it is i, mean, I think as what i was i thought fake drake's was potentially a good marketing campaign to, to rip off Drake and then get food and get some publicity potentially, unless he has to really pay some money. I mean, he can always go bankrupt fake Drake, real Drake can't, but yeah, right. I, I think it could be that too. And, you know, it could be, there's a disconnect between the artistic team and the, the legal the, team, the, the, the management team, I guess I call them because they have management companies that sort of handle the money side and, file lawsuits and have attorneys and book and accountants and of course of course and and then there's the artistic team so maybe the artistic team just went ahead on their own and didn't check with anybody one possibility so who knows would you would you ever take up entertainment law hmm. too much headache? Well, I, do, I do do it a little bit in you know a 
copyright lawsuits and so on. But yeah, if it was, you know, these entertainment lawsuits, they are expensive. And so it's difficult to find a client. There's not that many people that are successful in entertainment that can afford lawyers. There's, there's really just a few. And that's why there's much more, you know, business for intellectual property lawyers is in technology and inventions and so on and so on. And we're trademark and trademark fights that are commercial in nature instead of artists. But nevertheless, you know, artists, if you get into that, you can be established as somebody that represents artists successfully, big artists, then of course you've got a great career because then you're the go-to guy. So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Eric, we got to come up with a name for this segment. Yeah, absolutely. We, we okay. have to because listen, there's there's a tons of of legal things happening with trademark, um, intellectual property, uh, copyright in the entertainment field that worth that's worth talking about. We got to come up with a segment, man. What do you think? Mm -hmm. <laughs> what, 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 what kind of name would you would you should we should we ask the audience to, to throw some names at us? Yeah, not talking nonsense. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Save that one. We're talking BS. <laughs> no, we're not talking BS. We talk. We, everything we say here makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen. Hey, listen. If you're watching, you know, give us some, um, give us some names, some suggestion, you know, to come up for this for this segment. You know, who knows? It'll work. I'm sure that I'm sure we'll find something else to talk about. You know, okay. next week or week after next. What's your plans yeah. for the What's your plans for the holidays? I'm going to Colorado to see grandkids and kids. But really? Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm -hmm. Of course. Well, next week is the last week I'm recording for this year, yeah. so I'm trying to wrap everything up this week. I may be going to California. Well, I'm not not this week. Yeah, well, this week coming, I'm going to California to see my kid, my oldest son. So, um, and then I'll come back to Florida. Great, great, great. Okay. So Colorado for you, California for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great deal. Well, Eric, it was a pleasure. And, it was um, great. Appreciate it. All right. We will we'll chat. Okay.